plenty going on in the NFL. And as we do every Tuesday, as we build up to Monday Night Football as well, we speak with Ben Graham, who joins us. Hello, Ben. Uh, morning, Jules. How are you, mate? Very well. Uh, before we look back at what's happened so far, interesting game coming up between the Seahawks and the Eagles, who have just had the wobbles a little bit in recent weeks, the Eagles. Well, they have. After being 10-1, and one, they lost badly to the 49ers and again to the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas last week. So two losses in a row, but bad losses at that. It's probably a good thing that they're facing the Seahawks, who have struggled a little bit this year. Geno Smith didn't play last week, but he is back starting today. They've lost four in a row. It is an opportunity for the Eagles to get back on the winning list, particularly it's a strange thing, the NFL. So the Cowboys, before they played in Buffalo, clinched a playoff yes. berth, but by losing, they've handed back the NFC East to the Eagles, with the 49 being the number one but the Eagles just need to get back to what they do best. The offensive line needs to protect Jalen Hurts, who is playing, was suffering a, an illness over the last couple of days, was questionable, but he will play. They just need to find a way to get this win in Seattle. It's a tough place to play. A lot of people think that the Seattle Seahawks are a real chance in this game, but the Eagles, it's almost getting to the point where they've got to find their mojo in this next couple of weeks before a playoff stint, uh, they've got a relatively easy run home too. They play the Giants twice and the Arizona Cardinals. So it won't be all lost if they don't win this game, but I think they should. I'm not sure how many games you played in Seattle, Ben, but they always talk about the noise level at that stadium. Uh, it sounds like it would be an incredible place to play at. It is, and it's an open field. It's it's amazing how the acoustics work, but it also the 12th man is a real thing. They are loud. Uh, stats will show that it is the stadium with the most amount of false starts for the opposing <laughs> team, for the visiting team. That's every team that plays their practices during the week with loud music and crowd noise and speakers. They have silent counts. They have all sorts of different things going in to prepare for it. Uh, because it, it 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 does make a difference. But given where the Seattle Seahawks are at right now, they're outside the playoff picture. They've lost four in a row. They may not be as loud, but who knows? They may have an impact on the game. But I still think the Eagles, with their talent uh, and the chip on their shoulder, I mean, yes, teams lose games of football, and we'll talk about the Cowboys in a minute, but it's how they lose, and they have lost poorly the last two weeks to the 49ers and Cowboys. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the Cowboys. As you say, clinched their playoff spot, but they didn't play like a Super Bowl contender yesterday. Good couple of weeks uh, for the Bills, beat the Chiefs, and then uh, very comfortably beat the Cowboys. Um, More good play by the Bills in that match, or were the Cowboys really disappointing? Well, look, it's a 50-50 one, Jules. I know there's a lot of people that are off the Cowboys right now because Playoff teams, good Super Bowl contending playoff teams don't lose by double digits in December, apparently. And that's what the Cowboys did in Buffalo. And I thought the Buffalo Bills were going to win. I think marginally it says more about the Bills and where they are at right now. Uh, the Cowboys do have a, a tougher schedule than, let's say, the Eagles. Um, but it's, again, the way they lost. And the Bills forced their hands somewhat. Dak Prescott was... I thought was the MVP favourite going into last week. He didn't play very well. They couldn't run the football at all. 
So a lot of credit's got to be uh, given to the Buffalo Bills. A lot's going to be shown, though, from the Cowboys in the next couple of weeks against the Dolphins and the Lions. So if they can win and win well and play well in those two games, I think everyone might think that they still can contend in the NFC, but I think clearly everybody believes that the 49ers are the best team, if not in the NFC, in the entire NFL itself. But I think this says more about the Bills and what they did and how they've gone about their business. And they've been outside the playoff picture all year, and they still are. They're still ninth in the AFC playoff picture. There are five teams on eight and six. So it's a real logjam in the AFC. But when you look at the Buffalo Bills this year, their losses have all been by one score and two of them have been in overtime. And I know people question the Bills and their ability to win big games, close games, and Josh Allen's performance in those games. But what they've done in the last two weeks after the bye, they've beaten the Chiefs, they've beaten the Cowboys handsomely, and they've found a different way to win and I think created a blueprint uh, for teams that are facing the Dallas Cowboys. They ran the football really well. James Cook is the running back for the Buffalo Bills. He had over 220 yards from the line of scrimmage, a couple of touchdowns. Josh Allen only threw the ball seven, uh, seven completions. He threw it 15 times. So they found a different way to win. Um, the Cowboys I'm not so worried about, as not as worried as some people, but I'd say that the Buffalo Bills, if they find their way into that AFC playoff picture, they're going to be a tough team, a steely team, based on what they've faced over the last couple of years in playoffs. They're going to be a tough matchup. It's been a Ben Graham, all things NFL. Do you think they make it? As you mentioned there, you've got the Bengals, the Colts, the Texans, and the Bills all on eight and six. Well, so the way the, the AFC playoff picture did not change at all with the results, right down to nine. So... What things didn't really go the way of the pills when you rely on other results. Yes, the Jacksonville Jaguars lost to the to the Ravens. The Jags are on a bit of a slide actually, mm. so they're they're equal with the Colts and the Texans in the AFC South. But things might change there depending on the next couple of weeks. But but when you look at the Browns win, the Bengals win, the Colts win, the Texans win, the Buffalo Bills win. They're all on eight wins. Now, the Steelers have lost a few in a row. The Broncos bubbles first. You can probably count out the rest. But I, I think they do. They do make it if they can continue to find a way to win because some of these AFC South teams play each other, as do the AFC North teams. So the Bills with the Chargers and the Patriots, you'd expect their two wins there. So their playoff uh, berth could rely on their Week 18 clash in Miami against their division opponent and uh, the Miami Dolphins. So still only three weeks left, but so much to play out. Big result for the Browns. Uh, got over the line just against the Bears. A bit of a heartbreaker for the Bears. 38-year-old Joe Flacco is turning back the clock a little bit. What have you made of his recent performances? Well, I've loved it. And I've loved what Kevin Stefanski has been able to do with the Cleveland Browns. There's a a lot of teams have faced adversity this year through injury, and Cleveland Browns definitely been one of the one of them. I think that 31% of their salary cap is wrapped up in players that are on IR. So we started with Nick Chubb, with Deshaun Watson. They've got players on defense, so a lot of money tied up on players that aren't playing right now. So his ability to have the team come together 
and produce a nine and five record at this point in the season is extraordinary. So Joe Flacco, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. He's mature. He makes good decisions. Um, yeah, he had three interceptions on the weekend against the Bears, but they kept in that game. And when they needed a drive at the end of the game to win it, they did. They took the lead. And yes, the Bears could have won with that Hail Mary that Darnell Mooney uh, dropped in the end zone, which, which would have been a different result. But look, they're running the ball well. The offensive line's doing a good job. Their defense is still ranked one in the NFL but they've dropped off slightly, but they had a better performance against the Bears. And they've got a relatively good run home too. So if they were to make the playoffs based on what they've experienced this year, it's a huge feather in the cap for Kevin Stefanski and probably puts him in the conversation of coach of the year. Uh, Dan Campbell seems to have sewn that up for the Detroit Lions, but it's definitely a good job all round for the Cleveland Browns organisation. Not much to celebrate if you're a fan of the New York Jets. It probably all went wrong. From the moment Aaron Rodgers uh, did the Achilles tendon right at the start of the season, 13 years in a row, there's no playoffs and a shutout yesterday against the Dolphins. Yeah, disappointing, uh, really disappointing, especially after Zach Wilson was AFC uh, Offensive Player of the Year last, uh, Player of the Week last week, uh, coming off against that big Houston Texans win. But to be shut out by the Dolphins, it was an embarrassing performance, particularly for the defence. They're now eliminated from the playoffs. It's another year that we don't get to see gangrene in the playoffs. But it's that time of year when when teams are becoming eliminated. We've got six teams eliminated from the playoffs already. Titans, Jets, Patriots, Commanders, Cardinals, Panthers. No real surprise there. Uh, the Ravens have clinched a playoff berth, as have the Eagles and Cowboys. And the 49ers are the only team that have clinched their division, the NFC West, which is not unexpected either. But for Jets fans, we just have to wait another year and let's just hope that Aaron Rodgers recovers fully from that Achilles injuries. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to think that one player is the difference between a winning season and being eliminated from the playoffs already at week 15. A lot of work to do on defense. Brees Hall didn't live up to his expectations. There's some disillusioned players on that roster with Garrett Wilson, particularly at wide receiver. Hopefully Robert Salah, if he makes it through the offseason, can gather that team together behind Aaron Rodgers and hopefully make it back to the playoffs next year. Now, Ben, it doesn't matter what football code it is, they're saying it's a, long, it's a week is a long time in football holds true. Can you just explain how that game between the Raiders and Chargers can play out? They both go in in five and eight. The the Raiders coming off a shocking performance the week before, put up 63 points against the Chargers. Yeah, on a short break too, four days they had to prepare. And and sometimes, you know, that's what players need. Just put that game behind them. And they lost 3-0 to the Vikings. They played the division opponent. And generally teams will get up for a division rival. Now the Chargers were without Justin Herbert and... Keenan Allen, and we know that you know starting quarterback and a and a great wide receiver like Keenan Allen can hurt a team. But we've also seen teams perform well with their backups. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals with Jake Browning, um, with Joe Burrow out, and what they've been able to do to keep their playoff dream alive. But the Chargers are a mess, Jules. Uh, they fired Tom Telesco, their GM, Brandon Staley, who's yep. been on the hot seat all year. 
remember back a couple of years ago, they led 27-0 in a playoff game to let the Jacksonville Jaguars come back to win that game 31-30. So question marks began then. There's been some issues transpired over the last couple of years, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. They got a quarter of a billion dollars wrapped up in Justin Herbert's contract. They're over the salary cap by about $100 million. They're, uh, I'm not sure that there's a coach in waiting that would think that's a good situation unless they think that they can get the best out of Justin Herbert and Austin Eckler. For the Raiders, though, it's another lost season. Antonio uh, Pierce, the interim coach, did a good job for the first couple of weeks, but who knows what they did in this four-day break to turn this around. It was 42-0 at the half. They franchise scoring record to 63 points. I mean, it's when you look at their team, Jimmy Garoppolo, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, they've got the talent, but they haven't been able to capitalise it on it either. So because of those two teams' failure, and despite the Denver Broncos' little resurgence, it's, it's really helped the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC West who have struggled themselves at times this year, they got back on track with a win in New England, but I think the cracks have appeared there in uh, in Kansas City. So what was once a really strong division, not so at the moment, but it remains to be seen who's going to take over there at uh, the LA Chargers to coach for the foreseeable future because there's been some changes, that's for sure. Just a couple off our 40 Wings temper, Ben, uh, before we let you go. Got one here saying, how many of the Dolphins' last three games will they win against the Cowboys, Ravens and Bills? And wonder if Ben thinks the MVP has to be a race between Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey. Well, the Dolphins have one of the toughest schedules. So next week against the Dallas Cowboys will be a test for both teams. Really, the Dolphins, they are currently the number two seed in the AFC, a game behind the Ravens. So you'd think that based on their schedule, the Ravens have that number one seed in the first round by wrapped up. The Dolphins, uh, you'd probably like to think they'd win one of those games, but look, they've got the best offense in football, but they're playing some pretty good defenses in the last three games. So they're, they're certainly going to be must-watch, but there's no doubt that they'll make the playoffs. Um, but if they go on and lose the next three and the Buffalo Bills win the next three, and, of course, they play in Week 18, the Buffalo Bills end up winning that division. Crazy where it's come from, really, but the AFC East is going to be interesting. And from an MVP perspective, it's always been a quarterback award. I don't necessarily agree with the characteristics of the voting of the MVP, but given this year it hasn't been a a year where there's been standout quarterbacks, and that goes to show when you look at who's been favourite for that award over the last 10 weeks, there's been a different quarterback leading that award, and even Lamar Jackson's name's been thrown back up for that award. But I think based on what's happened this year, This is a year where Christian McCaffrey has proven himself to be the most valuable player in the league. He's done it consistently all year. He did it again on the weekend in the big win over the Cardinals. He runs the ball well. He he is a great running back receiver. Uh, He's a team guy. I think uh, think he deserves to win it over Brock Purdy, and we're talking about two 49ers players. Yes, Dak Prescott's had a great year, um, but 
no Patrick Mahomes anymore in the conversation. No Dak Prescott after one poor week. So I would like to see Christian McCaffrey win it, Jules. It's going to be a great race. It's a great race to the NFL playoffs. Uh, ben, always great to chat. Enjoy the game between the Seahawks and Eagles this afternoon. Will do, mate. You too.